0: hello and welcome i am kim keen host of the one of a kind you podcast i started this podcast to share my journey of my past self a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing so if you are new to one of a kind you welcome i am so excited that you stopped by to take a listen and to see what one of a kind you is all about. If you are a regular listener, welcome back. I am so excited that you decided to listen to another episode. And so the way that this podcast usually works is that I listen to a journal entry of mine from, or I read a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago. And then I share what I wish I had known then, then based on what I know now as a certified life coach and spending years of doing personal growth and inner work. So With that being said, I actually am going to do something a little bit different today. I had a listener reach out about emotional needs and how to meet emotional needs without feeling like being a nudge or a burden to the people around you. So this episode is going to be a deep dive into emotional needs with some strategies or tips or some understanding with how to meet them. So the first thing I want to do is say that everything we do is a pattern. And we learn our patterns, usually childhood. That's the number one place. But some are learned because of a, of a result that occurred. And some are serving and some are unserving. So all patterns that we run meet our emotional needs. So it's not what the person is doing. So it's not what you're doing. It's but why you're doing it. So um, so that's sort of the preface to help give an understanding of uh, why we why we strive to meet these emotional needs, and, and just to help you understand that really everything that we do is a pattern. So a lot of what I was doing with my past self and those journal entries that I shared with you, I was running a pattern. I was running a pattern of telling myself I wasn't good enough as a wife, as a mom, as a person, and then I was um, you know, miserable, and I wanted my husband to console me and comfort me and tell me that none of those things were true, I wanted the therapist to tell me how to fix it. I, you know, looked to self-help books when I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed from the therapist. And so all that was a pattern. And what I was trying to do is I was trying to meet my emotional needs. I just didn't know it at the time. And the same thing happened with the relationship with my high school boyfriend. The same thing happened when I was in my teaching career. So, um, these are not my, this is not my thoughts. Um, the emotional needs were created by Tony Robbins and a psychiatrist. I know that, you know, not everybody is a huge Tony Robbins fan. I used to be when I first started my personal growth journey. I would binge listen to everything I could of his on YouTube when I was in the car riding to get the kids from school. Um, but there are six human needs. These are needs. These are not wants. So we need these things like we need air, food, and water. And I'll go into that. And so for the four primary needs, we will find a way to meet these needs regardless of whether it serves us or not. And sometimes we'll settle for meeting these needs in a very surface level kind of way, not in a deep, like soul enriching kind of way, but just a, okay, this is working kind of way. I'll say like sacrificial almost. And so... Um, and that's really true if you feel like it can't be met on a deeper, more fulfilling level, or it won't be met that way. And so that's kind of where I was in my struggle was that I was just looking for these needs to be met on any level. I really wanted them met on a deep level, but I just didn't know how to articulate or really understand because I didn't know about the emotional needs back in 2015, 2016. I didn't learn about these until I became a coaching client with a life coach and started doing seminars and workshops and then I learned more about them as I got my life coach certification. So the four primary needs, these are basically like our survival needs. So we need to meet these four primary needs the same way that we need air, food, water, sleep. So um, probably a year or two ago when Lily, my oldest daughter, was like maybe nine or ten asked if we would die if we didn't have these four primary needs met because she's you know she understands that they need to be met just like we need have our survival needs and I said no Lily you won't die honey but you'll be really 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 unhappy and so um, we joke and say that she's a junior life coach in training because she can tell you all about the emotional needs she can tell you about all the things that we can control and she's very good at taking situations at school Between her friends and analyzing them and then coming to me and saying like, is that to meet the emotional need of this? Is that because they don't know the four things that they can control? Um, So it makes me giggle because sometimes she's like, oh my God, not more life coaching. But anyhow, I digress. So the four primary needs are survival needs and we need these like we need air, food and water and sleep. We won't die if these needs aren't met, but we'll be incredibly unhappy, which is what you will find if you go back and listen to other episodes of this podcast. If you are new here or if you're a regular listener, you're going to be like, oh, I see now. So the first primary need is certainty. So as humans, we value certainty on a very high level. That's why we use clocks. That's why we have a calendar, because without a clock and a calendar, We're not certain about the time, the day, the year, none of those things. So we humans, we value certainty on a very high level. Other words for certainty are security, comfort, safety, and control. So when I was really struggling in my journey, everything for me felt out of control and I just wanted some certainty. And you will find that with the interactions between my husbands and my kids. My girls, I felt their behavior was so unpredictable and I couldn't predict when they were going to ask me like a billion questions and I would feel overwhelmed. I couldn't predict when they were going to have a temper tantrum in public. I couldn't predict, you know, Pete's work schedule. I couldn't predict how he would react to me when I expressed to him. I was feeling frustrated, angry, upset. None of those things were predictable for me and I felt they weren't certain and I felt out of control in that way. Then the opposite of certainty is uncertainty. So just as much as we value certainty, we also value uncertainty. So another word for uncertainty is variety. Another word is stimulation. Um, But variety, for me, I do not like to eat the same dinner multiple times in a row or even within a month So I am not a big leftovers person. If we have leftovers, my husband will eat those. I will opt for a bowl of cereal before I have leftovers. I just, it doesn't give me enough variety. However, I do eat the same breakfast every day and that doesn't bother me. Um, And we also want, not just within the food that we eat, the clothes that we wear, you know, the day-to-day interactions, but we also want it with our emotional state. So your emotional state is basically how you feel physically, mentally, and it's the language that you use with yourself. And I've talked about emotional states, your emotional state in previous episodes. But if you feel like you need to learn more about emotional states, just reach out to me either on Facebook, Instagram, or um, email, and I can always do an episode on emotional state and managing that. So we value certainty, but we also value uncertainty. So we want both. Another primary emotional need is significance. So other words for significance are importance, matter, and enough. And so when we overvalue significance, that's where the problem results. And so a lot of times in the past, I didn't feel significant because I didn't feel significant with Pete because he was stuck in his own work-life balance journey of trying to manage this high-stress job and a family at home. That I didn't always feel significant. I didn't always feel significant growing up either which led to the unhealthy abusive relationship with the high school boyfriend because although it was extremely abusive and unhealthy I still felt significant Where I didn't feel it at home. I didn't feel like I mattered at my mom's house or my dad's house because they were managing their own lives, their own struggles but they also had my mom you know had my stepdad and my brother from that marriage plus I have three stepbrothers from my stepdad's previous marriage so not that that house was chaotic, but it just was, there were a lot of us in one house. And so I didn't always feel significant, even though I was the only girl. At my dad's house, I didn't always feel significant because um, he had his marriage with my stepmom and they had two young boys who were 13 and 16 years younger than me. So um, so I sought out that significance in unhealthy ways. I didn't feel significant at work either um, when I was teaching. And that was tough because um, I taught in some really tough schools with a tough student population, but also uh, tough and based on student performance, we had a lot of state, I'll say monitoring taking place. And so it was also very stressful, which was one of the reasons I left my teaching career. Um, But, you know, we just want to feel like we matter and that we're enough. And then the last emotional, primary emotional need um, has two words. It's love and connection. So hi, Franklin. So Franklin, my pup just came in because I sit in my closet to record. Um, So for connection, it can be external with someone else, but it can be internal with ourselves too. So um, love can be unsafe. Because love is not conditional, where connection can be more safe. Um, So with that being said, you can have connection without love, but you have to have connection um, and love in order to have like the whole package. So when you have a connection, an inter- internal connection with yourself, you're actually changing your biochemistry, which um, you can do that through meditation, you can do that through breath work, you can do that through prayer. And then, so those are the four primary emotional needs, certainty, uncertainty, significance, and love and connection. Now you have two fulfillment needs, and you will not do anything to meet these needs. So you will not violate your values for these, where someone might violate their values to meet their four primary needs. I did in the in my relationship with my high school boyfriend, I violated a lot of values for that relationship. So the fulfillment needs are growth and contribution. If you're not growing, you can't contribute. So an example of this is Mother Nature. If there is a species that is not growing and contributing, it becomes extinct. So when you um, meet these needs on a very high level, then it's typically, well, I can't even say it's typically serving because you can meet your unhealthy needs on a very high level as well, and it can be unserving. So your emotional needs, it's based on what we get from them, not what it creates in our life. So primary example, going back to that relationship with the high school boyfriend, that created a whole mess of dysfunction and turmoil in my life. I did not speak to my dad for five and a half years. I did not see my two younger brothers, Ryan and Sean. So I did not see Sean from the time that he was probably about six months old until he was about five and a half. And I didn't see Ryan until he was from the time that he was about three until he was about eight. So um, I missed out on opportunities in junior and senior year. I didn't get accepted, actually my college acceptance to a local um, university was um, rescinded based on the fact that my grades had declined and I had to go through all of this red tape to get my acceptance back and I didn't do it. Um, I didn't get to go to senior week at the beach, like I didn't get to do so many things. Um, because that relationship really created a massive amount of dysfunction and turmoil in my life. But I got my four primary emotional needs met at a very high level. So in that relationship, certainty was at a level 10. That's the highest, well, I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, ten's the highest. And that was at a level 10. Um, uncertainty was at a level 10. Significance, level 10. Uh, connection, level 10. I thought it was love, but it was probably more infatuation. But anyways, in that moment, love was a level 10. But growth and contribution were a zero. I was not growing, and I was not contributing. I didn't hold a steady job during that time. I didn't go to college during that time. And I didn't do well junior and senior year of high school. I graduated, um, but I didn't do as well as I could have. So I was not growing, and I certainly wasn't contributing on any level um, during that time. So... Now, how do you meet these? The first thing you have to do is you have to figure out what needs, what emotional needs you want met. And typically the two most common emotional needs that people are looking to have met are um, certainty and significance. When the crap hits the fan, those are the needs that people want met. So um, it's best to try and meet these needs for yourself and not rely on external factors. So for certainty, that could be starting your day with a morning routine. That could be creating a routine throughout your day for yourself. Now, with that being said, you have to align that with where you are with your mindset. So if you are a person who typically does not have um, everything in a particular place and you are okay with a little bit of clutter, if you try to put this routine in place where everything is immaculate, your dishes are done after every meal, Every single thing is put back in its place. You have no clutter piles. It's not going to be a long lasting strategy because it doesn't align with where you are in the moment. And that's the key thing is that we have to recognize the patterns that we're running and we have to look at the mindset that we have, our perception in that time, so that we can create a foundation of strategies, procedures that will meet the needs in that moment in a serving way that will last for a long term period of time without feeling like it's a struggle or awkward or uncomfortable. So uncertainty, this was a struggle with me when I was adjusting to stay at home mom life because every single day felt the same. I did not step outside of the certainty factor with leaving the house because I didn't know if Casey was going to be cooperative or uncooperative. I didn't know about Lily and I didn't want to take that chance because in that moment, I just needed certainty. However, To create a little uncertainty, I could have taken Casey to McDonald's for lunch. We could have gone to the mall to have lunch at Panera. We could have gone to Chick-fil-A. Like We could have just done something small like that to just get out of the house and change the scenery that we were in. We could have gone to the playground more. There was so much that I could have done that I didn't do in that moment because I was so focused on controlling every little single thing throughout the day that I didn't give myself any uncertainty. I didn't give myself any variety. And then the significance part, knowing that you matter. So you can make yourself feel significant. And for me, this was actually just taking a few minutes for myself. I felt significant for myself when I actually took time to do my hair and makeup and actually get out of the ratty old sweatpants that had holes and paint stains on them. Um... It can be something so small as that. For me, going to get my nails done, a mani and a pedi, I always joke and say that I feel human again after I've had those things. So let me tell you, not having them done during the pandemic, I have not had my nails professionally done. Um, And I don't do acrylic or anything like that. I just like a basic mani and pedi. I have not had them done since January of 2020. So I am chomping at the bits to get back. And next week might just be the week. But it just can be something so small like that to show yourself that you are significant and you do matter. Um, Some people really benefit from mirror like mirror self-talk where you look yourself in, in, in the face, right in the eye in the mirror, and you say, you are matter. You are enough. And let me tell you, I've done it. And you will cry at first. Well, at least I did. It was such a struggle for me to be able to look myself in the face, in the mirror, and say these things because back in the struggle, I didn't believe it. And so it took a lot of practice to be able to do it and believe it without feeling emotional, but instead feeling empowered by it. And then love and connection. You know, of course we want external connection and love with our friends, with our significant other, with family members, with coworkers not the love part maybe, but connection. And so really seeking that out for yourself. So I had to start connecting with myself and practicing self-love before I could really love someone else. Deeply. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my husband and my kids with all my heart, but it was hard for me to give them that love when I didn't love myself because I was miserable and I was unhappy and I just felt so bitter and resentful. But the game changer for me was meditation. I've been meditating for probably about five years now. Every day for five years, I haven't missed a day. And that connection with myself and taking that time to breathe, game changer. I could start managing the stress and the unpredictability, the uncertainty more easily um, than I could before meditation. And so if you're new to meditation or it's something that you want to try, I use the Calm app. So when I first started, there is a seven-day challenge or a seven-day series for new meditators. There's also a 21-day series, but I think you have to pay for the app if you want access to the 21-day series. And from there, I just started listening to the guided meditations there's a, a different guided meditation every single day and um, but now I just set the meditation timer and I just meditate in silence. I don't listen to the guided meditation anymore. And so once you can start meeting those four par- primary needs in a serving way and it's going to look differently for each person because we all have different values. We all have different priorities. our lives are different, you know our home circumstances are different. So this is where it's like, it's really a tailored approach because what might work for me to meet my emotional need of certainty might look different for the listener who reached out, which might look different from the client that I have now to the client that I had last month to the client that I had when I was getting my certification, my life coaching certification. So um, if you're really struggling and you're not sure where to get started with meeting the emotional needs. It's going to take some time, some awareness to look at the patterns that you're running to try and meet the needs now. So, if you need help, please reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, you can send me an email. I respond to all of my messages, I respond to all my emails um personally. So, you'll I'll respond to you, I promise. And um So just looking at those. And when you can meet those four primary needs in a serving way, then you can start looking at needing the the fulfillment needs in a serving way. So for me, um, I actually was growing by reading self-help books. I just didn't realize it in the moment because I thought growth had to be something, well, I didn't even know about growth. Like I didn't even know about the fulfillment need of growth, but I felt so stuck because I left my teaching career and I was like, what am I, what is my life after I'm done being a stay-at-home mom? What is my life when my girls get older? And I couldn't see that vision for myself. And that was really scary for me because I've always worked. I've always had a job. I've always had something. So even when I was in that unhealthy relationship with a high school boyfriend, I was working three jobs just to make ends meet. And I still wasn't making enough meet. But I am very self-sufficient. At least I try to be. And I am a very independent person. So I am always looking at how I can grow, how I can improve myself. But I also value contributing to my family and my community as well. So starting with the four primary needs, because that's going to get you in a place where you actually feel good. Then you can look at the needs of fulfillment and they can be so small. Like I didn't realize that I actually was meeting the need of contribution as a stay at home mom on a very high level. I had no idea. But having dinner ready for my husband when he got home from work, feeding my kids three meals a day cleaning up all of those meals, cleaning up the house, doing the laundry, cleaning the bathrooms, getting the girls to and from school, getting them to after school activities, getting them to all their appointments. Like, wow, that really was contribution. I just couldn't see it because I wasn't contributing financially the way I had been as a full-time teacher. And in my mind, that was the only way that you contribute was with financial support. And so looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, huge contribution. And, you know, Pete would say, Kim, I can't do this job without you. If you weren't here taking care of the girls, I would have to put them in daycare for 12 hours a day. And I, or I would have to hire a nanny. And so like, I can't do this without you. And so looking back now, I can be like, wow, can you really work contributing.' But in the moment, I just didn't feel like I was. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and gives you some food for thought about areas where you might be struggling now if you feel like you're struggling and some direction to go with just figuring out what it looks like to give yourself certainty uncertainty significance and love and connection through the day and looking at the ways that you really do grow and contribute so if you found this helpful or if you think this would be helpful for a friend please feel free to share and i hope that you will join me next week for another episode of one of a kind you and thank you again for tuning in